was kind of talking about um, confronting your food and disgust around seeing your animals with your So we kind of were thinking about how does confronting blind butchery of your meat impact your eating experience? So how does seeing animal live before you see it on your plate uh, uh, have an impact on how you feel when you're eating that thing? We also asked uh, how does it affect the eater's identity with respect to me? So does seeing your meat make you possibly want to be a vegetarian? Uh, does it make you more comfortable with your choices uh, actually confronting with eating? Um, and what gender is discussed in the consumption of food particularly animal products? So when we see a chicken with its head cut off, what kind of impact, what kind of causes like that sugar that goes down the spine, even though that doesn't happen when we buy you know, a chicken in a packet food store. Um, but that kind of evolved once we went to the country butchery um, because that was kind of our outside perspective that we're creating those questions. But uh, when we went inside and talked to mainly customers that were there, uh, we realized that the people who shop at these live poultry butcheries is really, um, really heavily high to value. So, Uh, 
um, there are uh, laws and standards that have to be met, and they're very strict, so it's really uh, difficult to keep a place like this open. Um,
store, we met Anjad uh, and Rich, uh, and that's kind of what prompted the, our discussion with the business We asked uh, Rich what to look for when he had a chicken, and he motioned us over to his wife, who was clearly an expert. Um, she actually came, she was originally from Morocco, and when she grew up like on a farm in Morocco, uh, she, you know, they had fresh chickens all the time. Um, and this was the only way, I mean, this is one of the only places that she can go to, first of all, get halal meat, because they uh, eat halal, but also a lot of it was, she thinks that the chicken just tastes completely different when this way comes in a grocery store. Um, and after eating it, I totally agree, it's entirely, it tastes completely different than chicken from the store. Um, and she uh, was talking about, you know, she was like, talking about her life on the farm in Morocco and climbing the big trees and like eating them with her cousins and getting called in to dinner by her mother where like a huge chicken tagine would be like waiting for her. Um, and just getting actually like emotional in this butcher shop talking about that childhood experience while the chickens are like, screaming around us. Um, and for her, it, this is like a really like pleasant, emotional experience that brings back memories of her childhood. Um, and this is the best way for that she thinks it is to get her meat, which is entirely opposite from the large majority of people in the in Chicago who get their meat like from the grocery store. Um, and so we were trying to think about this kind of comedy between like our initial discussion like walking and like smells like chickens are living there and we're kind of like all shuddering. Um, and like, you know, watching an animal, you can watch it be killed in front of you. I mean, you don't have to watch it, but I mean, you really should, if you were thinking about it, you really should confront your food. It's, it's not, is it better to not see an animal killed or is it better to know that a, like what you're eating came from a living thing and be able to um, confront that? And also, Thinking about my grandmother and I think about our own food nostalgia because food is not like memories of food stay so strongly in you that you can get emotional in a convenience store. Um, so we were thinking about our memories with uh, food and with chicken when we were kids and thinking about um, like the chicken nuggets with that like perfect stain of red ketchup on the plate. Um, we were thinking about like sugary breakfast cereals that we had. We were about um, a big roast chicken that mom made for dinner. And while those were the same food memories that uh, Najana, she was explaining to us, um, it all comes from a similar place. Um, and so with the still lives, still lives that we uh, captured, uh, we wanted to show this new way of consuming meat while at the same time show the nostalgia associated with it for others uh, and for ourselves. Um, we also wanted to include the audio that we captured from the folklore at the same time to show these two things are inherently connected. Um, so next I just have some pictures of the process. Um, so that's me taking a lot of photos, that's a group member of mine, um, and that's uh, Mirada, who was talking about 
for the food artist. Uh, he was a huge help because uh, I don't speak Spanish, um, and it was people were really nervous about just like some random people going in, like recording things, taking pictures, and you know, a lot of people try to shut these places down um, because they think it's somehow more inhumane than getting a chicken from a package, um, which. If this is local, yes. Um, so they get really nervous that people are going to come in and like do investigative work and try to write an article about them and get them shut down. So I was having difficulty getting back uh, into like the back part of the country and difficulty getting the audio recordings. Um, but Ross speaks Spanish, uh, and so he and is an absolute charmer. So. He was able to uh, help me uh, talk to some of the people in the back and get me some uh, VIP access. Um, and yeah, I can go back to any of the pictures individually. Um, uh, there's certainly 
you ask, do they refuse to tell you, or do you just never ask? You know, we asked a lot of questions that were refused to be answered. They were very wary of us. Uh, they were just, like very suspicious. Why? Like we wanted to know things. Um, we had to talk to the owner, and we're told that he was on vacation indefinitely. <laughs> 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 like the manager had no idea when he was going to come back ever. Um, so we were definitely avoided on a lot of questions. Um, it's such a substantial difference, though. It's great to have somebody kill chicken for you if it's been raised properly. I know that's like this one on, there's a store right now on our Armitage in uh, Bucktown, and it smells, so some of the neighbors get upset just um, on a residential street. But to me, it really is all about if they had a good life, yeah. I would have to support these places, but I've never been convinced that they are. Right. Yeah. I think if you're a regular customer, you can ask. Um, I, mean, I used to buy chickens at a place in South Chicago, North Avenue, and they weren't live, but they were you know, killed that morning or, or the day before at their farm in Indiana. I talked to them you know, about how they were raised, and it you know, probably wasn't you know, the absolute best life for a chicken, but it was, you know, it was pretty good. No, but I mean, if you're a regular customer, I'll tell you. I think the problem, you know, with just walking in there, yeah. uh, you know, as, as a total uh, newcomer, you know, lots of questions. That's yeah, that's yeah. 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 So I went, I went three times. I went the third time, and it's kind of like, oh, like that, like, yeah, she's back. <laughs> um, and at that point, I think I was like, kind of funny. Um, but I still didn't get a lot of information. I think that, like, as listen, you know, Like, said, and he's like, okay, send me that. And this 
but the chicken was absolutely huge, and I, I have no idea how how much it weighed. Um, I don't know if there was a scale in there. I think it's a little bit arbitrary. Um, yeah, I think that if you want it to be cut up in more pieces, they might charge you more. But we took the whole thing. We took even like we took like the intestines. We took everything. Um, yeah. So, and they separated all that stuff in her bags for us because, like, if the intestines split open, it's not yes. good. Cross-contamination. Uh, Cross-contamination. Huh? Right. So they put things that were edible and things that weren't edible, at least organ-wise, in her bags. Um, but it seemed entirely arbitrary how they picked the price. Of, it was just like a chicken, and the chicken was 17 and it was huge. Like, it was an insane amount of meat. cook it after you see So the problem was that they were taking all the still legs and took for a really long time. Um, and so we like bought it and then we took a series of photographs and then we still had more photographs to do. We've been taking pictures for like five hours. And so we have to in the freezer because it was gonna go bad. And so then like the next bought it and then we cooked it and you can see like that side of the like cooking stages of different parts of it. So we ended up having to freeze it. But it still tasted entirely different from chicken that I had before. And I literally just like like for the like you can see like the breast in the picture with the head on the face. <laughs> like I literally just put salt and pepper on it and like pan fried it and it was incredible. <laughs> and I made chicken nuggets and they were like the best chicken nuggets I ever had. So you didn't really do anything to these. Like I, I just put like breadcrumbs on them and that was it. Like it was mainly for the photograph and then I tried it and I was like, wow. It's just it's so much like juicier and the meat like like comes even in its raw form is really dark for the bread. It's not like that pinky white weirdness that you can get at the store. It's really, it's really dark. Uh, all the like the white and dark meat is all the dark. Yeah. I grew up, you know, in a small town in India. I used to butcher. I learned how to do this in small animals. Mm -hmm. And I can vouch I have never had the same taste of meat ever. Yeah. One side of And even in India where, you know, all the animals were freshly butchered in butterfly butcher stuff, it never tasted the same. The rabbit and deer meat that I grew up eating, I have never ever had the same taste. And I do not know what happens exactly, but in the animal itself. And we do industrial farming and, and a story just because it's so strange. I have a Russian friend and he says that in Kazakhstan where he was posted, they eat horse meat. And the horses are bred for just consumption. And they don't butcher them. They shoot them at rifles in long distance. And the reason is that the animal really does not want them to get killed and the meat tastes different. Yeah. So I think there is something to the animals, I would say, middle interior or something changes when it knows it's going to be slaughtered. Yeah, it changes the taste of the meat itself. Yeah. So I you know I think there are all these unknown factors. Yeah. I mean I I mean I would support local butchery any day or industrial meat that yeah. meat. That's why it's more likely to be humane, it's like to be more delicious. And I just feel sad that the taste like this you stress of being closed down. Yeah. Paige, do you know about uh, 
the most famous person I know about, Temple Brandon, who's the, the cattle expert, autistic woman who designed the cattle shoot so that the animals don't see where they're going and then your endorphins or your, all your stress hormones don't make the meat taste bad, right? Yeah. yeah. This brought back a childhood memory. I lived part of my childhood in the country or a dairy farm, and my best friend lived on the dairy farm. So when I go there for dinner, the milk they had came straight from the barn, and I would never drink that. You know, and so it's a question of fresh versus store bought, and you know, I just, I just couldn't. Did they pasteurize it inside? I don't remember. I don't remember. Pasteurization makes a difference. Yeah. Well, I never tried it. I mean, what, was your, what were your thoughts as a kid? Why didn't you try it? Was it still warm? Because one of them was Well, you know, I'd seen the cows in the farm, and you know, just the first time. I, I was used to getting my milk off a bottle, and then I just didn't like that idea. <laughs> Just like I used the corn thing because in Mexico they make cheese out of these unpasteurized uh, milk and then they say, well, so that's the sphere that happens in that. So I think that's the sphere. In India, it used to be bovine tuberculosis. Mm -hmm. So what we would do is that we had cows at home, but we would boil the milk before consumption. It was mandatory that we don't have the raw milk actually. The raw milk that comes out of the cow is actually warm. I think just I think that's the way it was. Because it's that body temperature, so that's a little bit higher, so yeah. that's it. Let's be long. So are you a total convert now, or would you buy a chicken in a supermarket? Uh, I think so. I guess this goes back to Cleo's presentation. Um, it's much more. I mean, actually, everything is pretty close to my garden. It's not that far, um, but it's also not the closest. Um, and I can buy all of my ingredients uh, at one grocery store uh, if I, you know, just go to Trader Joe's or High Park Produce. Um, but I would really definitely want to do it. I would definitely do it again because it's a totally different thing. It's also hard, like, I think that I live in an apartment with two vegetarians. <laughs> one of them is Cleo. <laughs> And I like roast a huge chicken in the in the oven. Like who? What am I going to do with all of that? So it, it has to be like a big prepped meal ahead of time. But I definitely am a convert in the sense that I think it's a better way to eat chicken. And I just didn't know that it. I guess like I knew that it was certainly existed, but the fact that there's so many of them in Chicago is. And, uh, and Jeff was telling us that she had, so she was buying four chains when she was there because her family was coming to town. Um, and her sisters live in Georgia and they can't get this anywhere. So they can't get um, like a wall meat in the sense of a wall meat where you are actually like watching someone perform the killing. Um, and so they were so excited to like, be coming to have the chicken this way. Uh, yeah. Um, when you were talking to folks, or even the people who owned the store, did anybody ever point out to you like what 
chicken is a better type of chicken for how you plan on cooking it. Yeah, so uh, Ninjette was talking to us about this. Um, so like certain, like the roosters get really big, you kind of think like a medium sized one. It depends on how many people you're feeding. So if you're feeding a ton of people, you get like a really big rooster. Um, but if you're stewing with a chicken, you get like one of the smaller ones. Um, the smaller ones definitely like, didn't look at, like they really are mean and they on each other. Um, and when they start like fighting, they don't look as good and like don't look as edible. They're definitely different chickens for different, like different things that you're cooking. Um,
worry about the art aspect. I, I was very curious about the image of the chicken with all the fruit loops. I thought you were going to have some exotic Asian recipe for stuffing. <laughs> yeah, so we actually purchased a lot of, so when we bought the chicken, we also purchased a lot of ingredients, not ingredients, just a lot of items to make the convenience store that was after it, because we thought that was a really interesting dichotomy uh, juxtaposition. Um, that you could get, like, there's a lot of chickens and there are also, like, fruits and cigarettes, and they can be lost on the um, and so we bought a bunch of stuff from the store, and we kind of just had it with us. Um, and then when we were thinking about this idea of nostalgia, it kind of fit in perfectly. Um, and so we were combining um, another person's idea of nostalgia with our idea of nostalgia, like sugar and soon, right? Um, and so, and the color is also awesome. <laughs> uh, that was a big, like, I think aesthetically, it looks really cool and uh, we had originally I have to go back. Um, we had first thought of the idea of like kind of like this chicken feast and like when this idea sounded like the whole roast chicken is such like a nostalgic food for I think a lot of people. Um, and so we thought it would be a cool contrast to cook all the vegetables like around it while leaving the chicken raw like with its feet still on and its head still on. Um, and then we kind of wanted to mirror that uh, with uh, the chicken in the same position but with a different kind of nostalgia and kind of a more uh, avant-garde thing. <laughs> so um, I, I don't know if you know this but it was something I learned the hard way. I bought a live chicken a long time ago, and I didn't realize this thing, you know, rigor mortis. In that cooling stage that you did by the freezer, you over, because you had cooked it maybe after that five hours, it might have been tougher, but by that freeze thaw, you overcame that rigor mortis. That kind of happened though when we were seeking the photographs. You guys did? Yeah. <laughs> it got really hard for us to like, so like this position that it was like we couldn't, we tried to move the head to the other side and we wanted to flip it, and we couldn't. Like we couldn't get the head to move. And we tried to like move his legs, and like, the legs wouldn't, wouldn't go. So that definitely happened pretty frequently. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was hobbled at that point that you, the, the river boards really kicked in. Uh, that was, that must have been, like that wasn't many hours after we had taken home. Okay. And when I, I talk like to Culver's, the, the people who do the, the raised ducks and whatever in Indiana. And their process, they have a central location where they hatch them. And once they're hatched, they give them to Amish farmers. And they come back like six, eight weeks later, whatever the time period is. And then at their location, that's where they do the slaughter. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that will address all your animals, but that's at least what one producer does. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of options in the air. Yeah. <laughs> well, this was terrific. Thank you so much. Yeah.